are you chewing on? Hello, everyone. Bonjour. I don't know why I decided to go with <laughs> French there, but apparently it's we okay. did. It's okay. <laughs> um, it's quite cold today. We are yeah. both wrapped up in blankets. Yes, yes. We are cloud people. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you like a hot beverage? No. Oh, that's right. Do you know why? Why? Because the gays don't drink hot beverages. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, my name is Cameron, and I'm a high gay man, and I had this idea to get together with friends and um, just kind of chat about things, and then I thought, well, we should probably get something to talk about here. Um, so I have my friend with me here, Jessica. Hello. She was the one I said Roger before, and... Um, her and I got to talking one day and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if I did something to expand my knowledge of something that I don't know very much about? Like, what if we sat down and read the Bible? Mm -hmm. and, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. And, um, and I feel I'm like it came about <clears throat> when we were talking about some Bible story specifically. Uh -huh. that you didn't know and I was surprised because it was just such a big part of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so we figured there's plenty of content. <laughs> right. Plenty to talk about. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, so we decided to get together and start up this little uh, podcast and we've decided to call it... The Baked Bible. <laughs> and To be clear, one of us is baked. Yes, yes, that would be me. And I am very sober. And, yeah, so she's here to watch over and... Um, Provide unaffiliated. Right, just, you know, give me some history here. Because this is something that you've experienced in your with. life mm -hmm. previously. And I never have, you know. I wasn't raised religious, you know, we didn't you know, go to church or do anything like that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, well, and again, like I've said so many times before, <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in this podcast <laughs> are only mine and mine alone and do not reflect on any other religion necessarily. Um, I grew up in the LDS church or mm -hmm. uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, Some of you may know them as Mormons, but apparently that's not allowed to be known anymore. Apparently that's not allowed, and apparently LDS is also not allowed. They are supposed to explicitly say, I am a Latter-day Saint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Or I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. Anyway, unrelated. Doesn't matter. I'm going to have a question for you later on about sure. this Latter-day. Okay. I can definitely answer that we're one. We're going to get into that one here a little bit later. Um, so, we're going to jump anyway. right back into yep. the Bible. Um, we left off at uh, Noah and his family. So yeah. it was Genesis 6. God was going to rage quit. Yes, God was going to rage quit. And then he thought about Noah and he thought, oh. But there's oh, this well, one guy that I do that like. Lad. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. I do fancy him. I do fancy him. I did give him a nice ass. And so I think I'm not going to and do this. And a killer beard. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. whenever he's depicted, he's always seen with a really long beard. 
right for power gripping. <laughs> I'm sorry. This goes back into an earlier conversation where I thought, hmm, God is possibly homosexual because he is in love with himself via Noah. Moving on. <clears throat> Here we go. Noah and the Flood. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for this earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. That is, for reference in, um, what are we gonna call this, the um, imperial system? That is about 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Or, rest of world listeners, 135 meters long, 23 meters wide, and 14 meters high. If you really care, the distance between thumb and outstretched finger to the elbow is a cubit. So from but here to here. people have a different length arm. Right. Of about one and a half feet. This standard seems to have been used in the Roman system of measures as well as in different Greek systems. Hmm. According to the internets. Mm, okay. mm -hmm. So. As we all know, the internet can't lie to us because I'm a French model. And it makes sense that it would be in a <clears throat> Roman measurement because that's when we right. first see any kind of real translation of the Bible, at right. least documented. Right, uh-huh. Documented by somebody other than a religious person. Right. So back in Rome, there is a, uh, and I can't remember his name right now. There was a philosopher, or a person, I assume it was a philosopher, who wrote this thing about the Bible as fiction. And that's, like, as he evaluated it like he would a book report. And that's one of the earliest... So what we're doing? Sort of. But that's one of the earliest records that we have of somebody that's not directly mentioned in the Bible mm -hmm. talking about the Bible as a book in society. Hmm. So. Okay. Anyway, just. Okay. Interesting side fact. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, let's see here. So we've got the measurements there. Okay. So. Build this big ass boat out of right. Cyprus can't be oak, can't right. be anything else. You are to use this wood, specifically. Uh -huh. Okay. Coat it in tar, so pitch is tar. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make it waterproof. Inside and out. Yep. Okay. 
put lots of rooms. It'll hold you and... Right, okay, so here we go. So make a roof for it. Okay. Leaving below the roof an opening of one cubit high all around. Oh, there's a note here. Um, a cubit is approximately 18 inches or 45 centimeters. Okay, so a foot and a half. Okay. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I am going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. <clears throat> two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are, take, you are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. <laughs> and it literally just moves on from there. Like, and I did all that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we care so much about lineage, but we don't care how he built the boat. We just know he did. Right. Here are the instructions. And he did it. Done. <laughs> right. Genesis 7. The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from face, excuse me, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And We're Noah gonna... did all that the Lord commanded him. So here's He's going to force restart. What I think <laughs> is really interesting. He's like, everything I've made is absolute garbage. This is trash. I need to rage quit. I've got to start over. But I like you, Noah. Mm -hmm. So I want you to take your family because you've been good to me. And I want you to build this boat. And then I want you to take two of every animal that I've just now determined are okay. Sometimes more. Because there were seven yes. pairs of something. Yes, so sometimes anyway. you needed a, 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 a swaggle of units of animals. But I've also decided that everything on Earth is trash. But I need you to take all of it with you so I have stuff in case I need it again. Even though I said it was garbage, I'm going to have you bring it with you. I don't know if he really thought that the everything else was garbage. He was just like, people are garbage enough that the rest doesn't matter. 
okay, so he wanted everyone to be like Noah, but he knew that Noah was used to the things, like animals and plants and all that good shit. Um, so he's decided to say, you need to take these with you, and I'm going to destroy everything else in this flood. Yes. Or he's just being lazy, like, Noah, you guys can survive, rather than creating all of this other stuff to keep you alive mm -hmm. later, do it for me. <laughs> Regardless, we have animals, we have birds, it's we have unclean animals. Right. What is the difference between a clean and an unclean animal? I think that goes back to when we were talking about livestock versus other animals. Does this fall so into clean what that you can eat? Is? Yeah, clean that you can eat, unclean that you can't. Right. Okay, okay. So here we go. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after the seventh day, the floodwaters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened. February 17th, man. <laughs> Isn't that Valentine's Day? No, it's the 14th. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> and the rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. So that put them... March, Month and a half. So March 27th, April 6th, Easter. Where did you get March 27th? So... 40 days? Yeah. 17th. Okay. Yep. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. It is. Not April. Okay. Anyway. Doesn't matter. It's anyway, irrelevant. Anyway. <laughs> On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They are not important enough to be named. Anyway. And also, what a weird way of saying that group of people. Myself, my sons, my wife, and my son's wives. Order of importance. Because it's me, my wife, my children, and my children's spouses. Order of importance. Stupid. <laughs> damn it. Anyway. Um, okay. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind. In case you forgot. Everything with wings. So, bugs? Yes, I assume. 
I don't want to think about that. There were two mosquitoes. Right. Two so house flies. Have, so that they could have mosquito sex and have mosquito <laughs> babies later. Okay, why did I bring that up? Because <laughs> you know that that's the whole point of I need a boy and a girl for mm -hmm. <laughs> Um Pterodactyls. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, God. And you all have to fit in this 200 square foot room. Oh, it is much larger than that. Right, but the one... Yes. Anyway. Anyway. <clears throat> Don't worry, they didn't eat each other either. Oh, yeah. Everyone right. was just real food. calm. Right. Everyone was real calm. Everyone had food. Because everyone's a vegetarian on this boat. God's the original vegan. No, but the plants. They even had <coughs> to preserve the, the plants. Mm -hmm. So nobody ate anything. No, because he specifically called out that you need to bring food for everyone oh but you still have to bring stuff for like the, the lions seed vault the lions didn't eat any of the antelopes is what i'm getting at right they didn't need to because they had i can't believe it's not antelope spread <laughs> <laughs> the original tofurkey <laughs> yes exactly uh, anyway. is a creation of God to create fake antelope meat for the tigers and the lions on the ark. <laughs> okay, so now that we've established, everyone is still here. Right. Mm -hmm. 40 days later, mm -hmm. the rain stopped. I don't think we're that far. We're not that far? Almost, almost, okay. almost, almost. Okay. So, pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God had commanded Noah. In case you forgot. Then the Lord shut him in. He didn't shut himself <clears throat> in, the Lord just... <laughs> right. Good job, door. <laughs> well, guess we have everyone. <laughs> right. Um... Sorry, I was going to burp there for a second, and I didn't. <laughs> for 40 days, the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits, which is approximately 23 feet or 6.8 meters. Every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swam over the earth and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth 
for a hundred and fifty days. And then it... So he floated around. So it rained for 40 days, 40 nights, covered up everything, everything died. And then 150 days just to make sure that all that shit is gone. They're just bopping around. But what about fish? Because they're obviously... They're having a heyday. Right. Slinging ass. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Odie. Hi. Yeah. You're a good baby. All right. Here we go. Genesis 8. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down, and on the seventeenth day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Oh, how interesting. So. Why? Tell me. Ararat is a real place. Um, there are relatively, I'm looking it up right now because I remember this. Uh-huh. So plenty of people over the course of history have been like, hey, look, we found the ark. Mount right. Ararat is in Turkey and is oh. home of one of the most like popular theories of what it is. There's no actual physical evidence that it was anything other than just a rock formation mm -hmm. that sprouted up here. So it's just interesting to me that they say, like they call out that location right. because that's a very modernized place. So um, Eastern Turkey, let me see. I've, that I saw Istanbul, which was, as um, we all know, based on the song, once Constantinople. <laughs> Let me see. Um, the Bible merely places the Ark on a mountain in the region of Ararat called Eratu in ancient times. As such, it is certainly possible that the Ark landed on a mountain other than the Mount Ararat in eastern Turkey. This is from arkencounter.com. Mm -hmm. um, Mount Suleiman in Iran is another popular place. Mount Kudi, Kudi, Kudi probably, is another popular place. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, but basically, like, no real geologic or archaeologic information has ever surfaced about finding the ark. Right. Lots of people try to find it. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Right. But. Because what if you were the one that found it? Right. That would be impressive. Yep. For some. So, anyway. I Prior to the writing of the Bible, but that might not be the case. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month. And on the first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible. So wait a minute now. 
I came to rest on the mountains of Arap, but there was still water. Yes. Can't get out of the boat yet. We just pulled the drain on the bathtub. Just waiting to hit mm -hmm. touchdown. Okay. So basically it's like they hit coral and they, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Guess we're just gonna chill here. Just got stuck on this sandbar for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> But okay. don't worry, God hasn't forgotten about you. Right. All right. After 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark, which goes directly against instructions, and sent out a raven. And it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. So wait, the, the raven is a fan? To drop. No. No, it's like a pigeon, or not a pigeon, but like when you're out at sea and there's a bird, so you know that land is nearby, so he's like sending the raven out to go find land. So if it doesn't come back, they know that there's land nearby. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, really? Mm, mm -mm. Yeah, there you go. I'm sitting here thinking he's flying back before trying to dry things out. <laughs> or I guess if they come back, they know. I don't remember if it's if they don't come back or if they do come back, but one of the two things. Happens. Yes, I imagine it would be send out birds to find land. Stop. Right. You know, unless it just goes out, it goes ah! <laughs> and just drops dead into the ocean. Yes, that's what my stop. instinct says. I just stop. It's okay. I've got a real needy dog over here, huh? He has a right. friend over. Stop. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find nowhere. But the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water all the surface of the earth. Over all of the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. Okay. He reached yep. out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. And he stopped. He waited. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. It had receded enough and enough time had gone by that there was an olive tree there. <laughs> but wait a minute, if God completely erased everything, how in the well, fuck yes, is there we're an just, olive tree we're, out there? We're overlooking that. It's a It's a logical sturdy, fallacy. It's wrong. It's a sturdy olive tree. Right. Everything died but this olive leaf. Tree. Because I no, assume there would have... Probably well, a yeah, maybe it's just the singular leaf sitting on the side of right. a mountain. Could be. <clears throat> then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. Okay. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again. But this time, it did not return to him. By the first day of Noah's 
Oh no, I'm sorry. By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. All the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on land came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an ark, an altar to the Lord, and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. So again, pagans. <laughs> right, yeah. Burnt so you're, offerings. You're, you're sacrificing animals to your god on an altar. And burning it. How is this not a pagan tradition? It is a pagan tradition. That's the point. <laughs> it's fine. Is this why there's altars in the middle of cathedrals? For offerings like this? Yes, for many reasons. It's just a big coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still pretty high. Anything can be sacred if you want it to be. Right? Just like anything can be a dildo if you want it to be. No, no. <laughs> purple ramjet. <sighs> okay, nope. We're just gonna... <laughs> It's also really interesting to me, though, that he says, never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. Because aren't humans made in God's image? Yes, again, but again, that's the physical. physical. Okay, yep. that's right. We kind of talked about that before. They are born in sin because mm -hmm. of Adam and Eve. Right. Okay. Mortality is a sin. <clears throat> Or a consequence of sin. Whatever you want to. Oh, okay. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Genesis 9. God's covenant with Noah. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds in the sky and on every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish in the sea. 
they are given into your hands. So again, just like in Everything Genesis 1. that lives and moves about mm -hmm. will be food for you. Just as I gave you the grain plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal. And from each human being, too, I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood... By humans, their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. Don't kill each other. Gotcha. And uh -huh. also, the not eating any meat that still has its lifeblood in it, mm -hmm. that's where you get kosher salt. Because oh, kosher salt, salt is... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah. Never would have thought about that, actually. Mm -hmm. hmm. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. And with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. <clears throat> So he doesn't rule it out completely. He just says, I won't use a flood. Right. Hmm. Gotta leave a door open somewhere. You know, when God closes the door, he opens the window. <laughs> no so more comments. We're just... <laughs> I wish I was a southern black woman so I could say things like that. <laughs> I guess I could anyway. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. So gays, again, are responsible <laughs> for saving all of the living creatures on the earth. And as a member of the Alphabet Mafia, I want to say thank you and you're welcome. <laughs> thank you to my fellow Mafia members 
and you're welcome to the straits. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's, I assume it's, uh, I can't say any of this, right? Um, in the LDS church, mm -hmm. when there is no rainbow for a year, that is a sign of the second coming of Christ. Not totally sure where they get that. Probably in the book of Revelation somewhere. Huh. Yep. It's a sign of God removing that promise. So wait, let me ask you a question here then. So do they see Jesus, the coming of Jesus for the second time as another wiping of the earth? Ish. There's like not in the same way as is with this Noah what and the, the Ark. Is? Yeah, so at the end of times, mm -hmm. there's all sorts of shit that's supposed to break loose. Mm -hmm. You know, pestilence and Famine. Natural disasters and famine and everything's supposed to go crazy and everyone that's evil or not worthy is going to suffer. Even those who are worthy are going to suffer, but it's going to be okay because they get to live with God again. Or see the second coming of Christ. Like, it doesn't matter. They're saved. So. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. The sons of Noah. Continuing on, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we're just going here. <laughs> <clears throat> the sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. In case you forgot about them. Ham was the father... Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. So what the... Who cares about Canaan? Is why did that have to happen? We have to. Here are my three children. This is the name of one of the children from one of the kids. And then let's not talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's some sort of significance around him later, so you have to know who he is. <clears throat> I don't know. That was the favorite child. Okay, hang on. Here we go. So here we go. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Oh, no. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. <laughs> Just continue. Just continue. We're going to comment at the end. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way, so they would not see their father naked. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves, Will he be to his brothers? He also said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem, 
May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God expand or extend Japheth's territory. May Japheth live in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. Noah lived a total of 950 years, and then he died. And it moves on to something completely unrelated. Yep. Is this how the whole book is? Yes. <coughs> if you think of it like a collection of short stories, it helps. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like scary stories to tell your friends in the dark or that kid's book. How they were just little sure. Books. I mean, not like the same content, obviously, but some same context of how to read this. Yeah. It's a set of parables, a set of stories to tell, to teach morals and... Some sort of lesson. Yes. So, the lesson so in this one, when your dad's drunk, don't make fun of him. Just go cover him up. Drunk and naked. Drunk and naked. Don't look. Right. For you will become a slave if you look upon... The nakedness of your father. Right. <laughs> also, can we just re... Like, let's readopt that when he woke from his wine. Right. He said to his son, <laughs> what did you do to me? This is, this is, this is uh, victim blaming. This is, this is gaslighting. <laughs> How Noah dare you look on my naked body? <laughs> he gaslit his children. And I mean, if I was that kid, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? Dad's drunk and naked and asleep. Right. Exactly. What Chances are that's what he went to his brothers and said, or maybe he was just being like that douchebag at the maybe party. Maybe the baby. <laughs> Dad's naked in a tent. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> it could be that too. You never know. Mm-mm. I think this is a good spot to stop here. Yeah. Should we pick up next time? Yeah, I think we will. Because then we'll be on Genesis 10, the table of nations. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I don't know immediately off ow, the top ow, of my ow, head ow, what that would ow, be. Ow, ow, ow. Um, just a quick scroll through. There's a lot of names. So we will pick back up on that on the next episode. See you later. Bye.